I'm a publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone. Welcome and Happy New Year. If you're listening to this at the beginning of the new school year or even the beginning of the new year, today we are going to talk about the new school year and great expectations a lot of times, which falls short. And this is episode 458. And you can find today's show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Well, what do you want out of your school year? Even if it's mid-year, you can begin with the bang instead of a blah. So I am going to share with you more than 32 years of homeschool experience, and hopefully this is going to help you and your family. Please visit my website at MediaAngels.com where you'll see discounts on different books, even print books, as well as some subscriber freebies that you can find on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Just look for the subscribe button and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter because you will get the updates on all of the exciting discounts we have as well as with some of our partners. And I hope that you share this episode with a friend and also I'm trying to break my current record of downloads. So I would love to do that in this new year and I can with your help as well as give this podcast a star rating and that you can do on your podcast app. As always, I have show notes so that if you're writing in the car, don't worry about taking notes. I can uh, get you those notes later. You will. You can get the notes later when you visit the website. And again, I am available. You can email me or you can find me on social media. I am on Facebook as well as some Facebook groups we have for our podcast network family. Well, what are your expectations for the school year? And sadly, our expectations are usually way higher than what we achieve. And so our kids are growing. There's so much to do. We have household duties as well as homeschool duties. And so, so many times our expectations fall short. I have a link on the show notes to my mid-year evaluation, and that is a podcast I did some years back. When my husband told me uh, to do three evaluations, beginning of the year, mid-year, and end of the year to see how I was doing, and that way, I actually found in doing my end-of-the-year evaluation that we did so much more than I thought we did. 
And I hope those podcasts are helpful to you. But since we are mid-year right now, I have that link on the show notes. Well, here are some expectation hacks for your homeschool. I thought we would delve right into it because we can go into all of the issues and all of the problems and you know what they are. You know, everything from interruptions each day to a medical crisis to, you know, a household issue. So um, instead, we are going to focus on the solutions. So the first one is planning. I am not a great planner, or let me rephrase that. I was, in the past, not a great planner, um, but in the present, I am. So give yourself time to plan what you want to teach and how, and how are you using your books? So are you um, using books uh, that are a do-it-yourself? Are you using an online curriculum, or are you you know, doing a few classes online, whatever method you are using or whatever you are doing, have a plan on how you're going to get that done in a school year. If you are mid-year, look at your books and see how you're doing. You may need to cut out some chapters or focus on specific chapters and just gloss over some of the other ones. Um, You just cannot do everything all the time. And I'm going to share with you Uh, My daughter, who is a teacher at a private Christian school, will tell you um, that it is impossible, even as a teacher, to cover everything. And while they do have tests they have to give and there are expectations, there are certain things she delves into deeper than others. Uh, So it just is what it is. There's just not enough time. The second is schedules that work for you. So many people have great ideas on scheduling. But if it doesn't work for you, then it's not going to work. And I can tell you again that a lot of people tried to show me about scheduling and I found that routine scheduling was my um, thing that worked. So I knew what things we had to do each and every day and I had that on a list and then the kids could just check it off when we did it. So there's math, you know, that's on the left-hand side in a list, and they only did that, let's say, four days a week. So they could check it off, and then they could put down what pages that they did. And so that was a big help for me um, in scheduling and knowing what was going to be done, and then also figuring out ahead of time how long it would take us throughout the year to get that book done. Um, if we were doing unit studies, I had that planned out as well as to, you know, how many weeks it was going to take, anywhere from four to six weeks. Um, if you use the Media Angels curriculum on the creation science, and uh, there's four study guides, actually, you can find them at mediaangels.com forward slash store at a discounted price. You could take those four unit studies and that can be your year science and your kids will walk away having a really good understanding of creationism versus evolution. And so that's something you may want to do. Um, we did that multiple times throughout our homeschool journey. And so, you know, there are different things that you can do and ways you can schedule and that is very beneficial um, to me to know what it is that we're going to be doing. The third thing that I found um, was a great hack was to have a day to catch up. If you can't do it weekly, you can do it every two weeks. And Friday was our catch-up day uh, for all the work that we did not get completed. And if the kids did get their stuff done, they could do some extra things like crafts or art or music or even get a head start on the week 
coming. We also used it as a reward day where our family, you know, would do something fun just for us on that day. Which brings me to number four, which is my what I call my homeschool reward system. In life, we have rewards for everything, but I remember discussing this with other homeschool moms, and they just thought it was horrible that I was rewarding my children with things such as stickers or small paper ribbons for completing books or milestone activities like completing their reading list. Uh, We also had pizza and movie night and so forth. And the kids loved this. To this day, they still like pizza and a movie on Friday whenever they're home. And so, you know, what I'm saying is that whatever your reward system is, it doesn't have, it's not talking about money here, but just, um, you know, I won't work without getting paid something, you know, if I'm working for someone else. So even though your children are working to educate their minds and, you know, the, the benefit is for them, they still need some sort of a goal. And to me, um, having that little incentive was really helpful. Um, again, if that's not something you want to do, skip to this next one. And the fifth one is another very important secret sauce to a successful homeschool. And that is being present. Kids know when we're not paying attention to them or we're on a device instead of focused on them and their schoolwork or their needs. So if you're using school time as school time specifically for that without distractions, you know, that is important. If you want to check social media or you need to check emails or, you know, voicemail, do it before or after school. And one of the things you're doing is you are teaching your children that they are more important than anything else. And this sets an example. And when we're trying to teach our children, how do they learn? Well, they pick up our bad characteristics, don't they, very quickly. And we always say, well, why aren't you catching anything that, you know, all my good qualities? Well, because we're demonstrating our bad qualities more often. So character is caught, not taught. So if you want them to do something, teach them through example, which brings us to point number six. Show your children by example. If you want them to read the Bible, you be reading the Bible when they wake up in the morning or in the evenings. If you want your children to speak a foreign language, you learn it with them. You'll be surprised at how much more enthusiasm your kids will have when they're coming alongside you and doing it and you're doing it with them. Number seven is healthy competition. Now, I'm not talking about pitting kid against kid, but I am talking about encouraging your children to strive for their best. My kids made everything a competition, and I used to say, gosh, why are you guys doing that? And then I started thinking about it. And I think it was because uh, of number six, where you're, you know, setting the example. But even though I didn't play sports in school, and most of my kids played sports in their homeschool journeys, and three or two of them played in college, um, the point here is that I would make things a little competition. So, for example, we were walking on the beach, and I would say to the kids, who wants to race mommy? Well, this is when they were little, and I used to laughingly tell my husband, I run like a cheetah because I could run very fast. I have long legs for very short distances of time, but then I would get tired. Well, little kids didn't know that. So I would race my little kids and I would way beat them and be way up up front, you know, and some people are like, well, isn't that mean? But it's, what did they do? They they would always say, mommy, can we race or can I race you? Or then they would have their friends try to race me on the beach. 
And I, you know, it was the funniest thing ever until they got a little bit older and they realized if they kept running that they could beat me because I would get tired because I couldn't sustain that, you know, running that fast for that long. So, um, you know, one of the things that I found was in having the kids compete, they could say things like, you know, who can catch, like we have a pond. So who catches the first fish or playing basketball or even playing games like chess and the winner gets the other, this is what they would bet. They bet each other waters or dessert. So when we're sitting there watching television or a movie, then that other person says, okay, I want to cash in my one water or my one dessert. And then the other person has to get up and get them a dessert. So as you can see, it's nothing horrific, but it was really fun. I mean, to this day, even when my kids come home from college and older kids are around, they're always betting this type of thing. So it's harmless, but it also, I believe, is healthy competition and they have such a good time together. Number eight is self-competition, allowing the children to beat their previous score in math or memorization work or improve their writing or art skills, whatever that is. These are ways that we can encourage their child to do their best. I find that there is so much mediocrity today in education, in attitudes of kids. You know, why do the best you can? Just do enough to get by. And we find that, don't we? We find that in our society. We find that every time we go get, you know, fast food or we, you know, go somewhere where someone maybe isn't being paid as much. There's no more pride in the work you're doing. And so that's why I always try to be very thankful and appreciative, you know, no matter where I go. But I think that self-competition gives our children a way to rise above just doing what they have to do to get by. Number nine is memorization work. Now, I will tell you with my first two kids, I was not a big fan on memorization, but as I continued homeschooling, I found how important that was, especially when the children are younger and their minds are like sponges, but it works no matter what age they are. Having them memorize Greek and Latin roots, chemistry, periodic tables, multiplication facts. I had huge charts of different types of birds and animals. And so what I would do is I would point, the charts were far enough away where they couldn't read the word. And I would just point to them and the kids would start memorizing all of these different birds. And, you know, some of them were, you know, um, water birds. Some of them were like, you know, I remember one was the, um, Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Something bunting, you know, and my kids would see it out in nature and they would say, oh, that's a whatever. And I would, (laughs) people are like, how do they know that? And I said, well, because we have these bird charts and these animal charts. And so what I did was I came up with a list that I had on a clipboard and it was blank and I could make copies of it. And so when the kids got it right, I just had their names on it. And I just put check marks next to it and then they could see their scores. You know, we wouldn't necessarily do it every week, but at least two or three times a week. And they got really good at it. And so these are things you can do just for fun, review with your kids and you have a check off and they can continue to improve. And that's so good for their minds. And the last thing is character. No matter how smart they are or how accomplished your child is, without good character, their lives are going to be very difficult. Good character is one of those job skills that people look for. 
They want people they can trust, people that they can count on, people that are going to be honorable. And so, again, I give away character planners. I've created two years worth that you can find on my MediaAngels.com website that you can print out for your children. Um, I have a a page in there where I explain to parents, you know, what the ultimate goal is going to be and some really fun activities that you can do together as a family. You know, you can add to this list, be sure to keep your expectations to what is reasonable that you can accomplish this year. And it's difficult. You know, a lot of times, you know, we can teach in blocks of time. There's all kinds of funky things out there on how to schedule and do things. But if it doesn't work for you and your family, it's just not going to work. And realize it's okay to change. I mean, we went from books to work and workbooks to unit studies in the middle grades and then back to books and workbooks in high school because I had some college-bound kids. So depending on what you want to accomplish with your family, there is no one-size-fits-all or most or whatever. Each child is different, and in our quest to get it done perfectly, a lot of times we overlook the greatest gifts that are right in front of us. And the biggest gift you can give your child is a desire to learn. You know, after schooling is over, there is, you know, time for your children to get work and to go to work and to have their own families and so forth. And what is our end goal? Our end goal needs to be to encourage them that they can learn and keep learning. My middle son taught himself mechanics and is currently fixing a wreck truck that he purchased for $6,000. Now, this is not his first project. He's done many, many of these. And he thinks he could make a profit of $10,000, he said, unless he sells it to his brother and then he'll you know, make a lot less. But that's after the cost of repairs. And he does this as a hobby. He, he thinks it's fun. He learned how to do it on his own. And it's really amazing to me because I knew he was mechanically minded when he was in high school and I kept wanting to get him into some kind of trade school and he wasn't interested. He didn't like the idea of being greasy and dirty all the time was what he told me, but he doesn't mind doing it part time and making extra money. So, you know, I encouraged him in this way when we were homeschooling and I'm so proud of him. Uh, for continuing to do something that is a very lucrative hobby for him. And we have to encourage our kids' gifts. It doesn't necessarily turn out, you know, to be a full-time job, as in the case of my son, which is why I wanted to share that story. But we look at our children's gifts, and we look at encouraging them no matter what. So take the time to talk to your spouse about your child and then ask your kids, you know, what do you want to do? What is it that you want to focus on? What is it as we're homeschooling in our homeschool journey that you want to learn? And make that happen, family and friends, because you can. It is, you know, something that we can do now. The internet is so vast. There are so many things that are available. Several of my podcasters um, both have online classes that are amazing. Um, One has a class on coding if your children are interested in computer coding. So, um, you know, these are things to look forward to and I'll put some links in the show notes. I better write myself a note or I'm going to forget. And so, um, you know, I want to just share with you again that you can have an incredible school year And just believe in yourself and your ability, you know, and don't look at everyone else and what they're doing. Just focus on you, your family, and your kids. You can find the show notes for today's episode 458, um, the new school year, Great Expectations on Vintage, homeschoolmoms.com. 
Give me a star rating and share this episode with your friends. Love you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.